Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Running on Scuffs. It is another Monday night for you gentlemen. Uh, I'm being joined here by my uh, my fellow co-hosts, uh, Mr. Zachary Bell, uh, Mr. Dan Foster, and Mike Daffner. We'll uh, get off with our introductions. Mr. Zach Bell, how are you doing tonight? And you are muted. Okay, Zach is having trouble with his mic, apparently. There he is. Honestly, I'm not sure. It just went muted again. I (laughs) Give me a minute. You'll go on with it. Okay, we'll go ahead and move on to uh, to Mr. Uh, Dan Foster. He was uh, what I would like to say is fashionably late. Uh, yeah, if I have to say, um, always got to show up in style. Dan, how are you doing tonight, buddy? I'm doing good, bud. Uh, excited to, to be back with you guys again for another great show. Uh, as always, Ryan, thank you for tuning in there, bud. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, fashionably late, you know, you, everybody's got to have their own kind of entrance and you know, that's just what I do. <laughs> uh, well, we're glad to have you here. Uh, as always, Ryan, uh, uh, we're glad to have you watching. We're glad to have everybody here watching the show. Mike, I have a bone to pick with you before we get into this. Oh, why, why is your weather down here in Mississippi? Listen, 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 listen Florida listen, too. Listen, listen. <laughs> It is not my weather, okay? As uh, somebody that we are friends with that is on the other show, it's his fault. He's from Canada. That's where the cold air comes from, if you ask Lewis Black, okay? Uh, look, I've I've talked with uh, I, I've talked with I know who you're, who you're talking about. You're talking about the the host of uh, Racing Refresh Happy Hour. Uh, the lovely Mr. Adam Carabine, and in his portion of Canada, I've been told that it doesn't get that cold. So. Well, he's lying to you, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I've seen that man send pictures of snow on the ground in October, okay? Ohio is known for two things, the factory of sadness known as Cleveland and corn. We are not known for cold, okay? <laughs> I'm just going to say, it was the first day of spring today, and it was in the 30s in Florida. That's an issue. I I say, you know, let's let's take this to the president, to, to the top of the board. However, we got to do this does not need to happen again. <laughs> Mother Nature is is certainly I saw a uh, I, I saw a TikTok earlier today where uh, and, and perhaps, you know, whether you think the government's spying on us through TikTok or not. Uh, but I, I saw a TikTok earlier where uh, this guy was like, uh Mother Nature really seasoned us with pollen and put us back in the refrigerator to marinate down here in the south. <laughs> listen, listen. In Ohio, we have actually 12 seasons, and what we just got was false spring, and now we're in third winter, and then we get actual spring. Actually, no, then we get the muddening, and then we get actual spring. Listen, I'm only used to two. So this back and forth stuff, we've already gone through all of our seasons in the in the last two weeks. So I'm I'm good to go. Down in Florida, down in Florida, the two seasons are super hot and slightly less hot. Exactly. Tolerable, and I'm dying. Ohio, they have always said, actually only has two seasons. We've got winter and construction. 
uh, Ryan. <laughs> yeah. I'm, well, you know, Ryan, I get that that you're over the back and forth with spring and winter, but that doesn't mean you have to send the winter down here. That part. I mean, well, it's got to go somewhere, okay? We don't have snow plow. I, it hasn't snowed, but we don't have snow plows. We're not here for the like. We are not equipped. We don't even have salt for the road. That's what's going Much on. Less with, that's what's going on with Zach. It's cold in Texas, and they lost power for the nine hundredth time in the last two years. I'm telling you, it's it's crazy. It's you know, I hope five here Thursday, so you guys should be heading for a warm up too. Mike, I told you it's supposed to be 80 by the end of the week here in Mississippi. <laughs> yeah, uh, Mike, I, I'm going to tell Ryan what I told you earlier. Uh, you guys up in Ohio, I hope it's 110. It will be. That's I, the I, thing. I That's the thing. I Ohio gets the worst of both worlds. We get super cold winters and super hot summers. <laughs> just for the just for simple payback. Uh, nonetheless, we're going to try to Zach Bell. He's back in here. We're going to try to get him back going i think uh there we go hey are bud. you are you back can you hear me now yeah, yeah. There he is. Okay. so i don't know what happened dan's late ass is what booted me off the show so but it's fine uh dan is like nascar here to ruin my parade just like i'm denny hamlin so it is what it is you know, you would wonder why sometimes why Zach is on a NASCAR podcast. Like, you would you know, like I, listen, I, uh, as much as he complains about it. Like, I hate NASCAR so much, but it's out of the love of my own heart. You know what I mean? Uh, it's it, like a, it's like your exes. You know, you love them through hate. Uh, I love NASCAR through hate. Uh, that's uh, why. Can't relate. Mr. Tommy Williams, uh, our, the father of our, our producer, Zach, he said, we do have salt in Florida, but it's on our tables. Uh, <laughs> that and in the water. <laughs> that good old ocean of water. We just pour it on the roads. It'll melt the ice. <laughs> I just wait for a hurricane to come along. It'll salt the roads for you. That part. <laughs> and everything else in the world. Oh, well, gentlemen, we've got a, a great show. The... A great show that planned for us. We've got a lot to talk about. There was a lot of racing, a lot of incidents uh, happening in Atlanta this past weekend. Uh, we have three full races that we have to talk about, Truck, Xfinity, and Cup. Um, before we get into that, everybody, just be sure you know to comment down below uh, your thoughts as we go throughout this show. And uh, be sure to like and subscribe slash follow uh, if you're here on Facebook or Twitter. Uh, we love uh, to have all the interaction uh, that we can get from all of you guys. Um, so, yeah, let's get into it. Check out our website, too. That's, a, that's another thing. I got to make sure I get all the plugs in there before we start the show. All right, let's get into it. We've got uh, Atlanta to talk about. So let's just hop right into our race review. All right, gentlemen. It was uh, it, it was certainly a weekend of racing in Atlanta. The mile and a half super speedway. Now, uh, the Daytona Talladega ugly stepsister, uh, if you want to call it that. Um, nonetheless, uh, let's go ahead and get get things started. Let, let's talk about probably the least surprising thing 
that happened. Uh, Joey Logano won the cup race. Um, some people may think that is uh, surprising. Some people may not. But I think uh, I know Ryan Hill. He's happy about that. He's always happy about a Joey Logano win. Ryan, I don't know uh, you as a Joey Logano fan. You may have known this. You may not have known this. But uh, Taylor Kitchen, she's been on. Uh, she's been on our show. A good friend of Zach and uh, host of Above the Yellow Line. Uh, her channel posted a fun fact that this was the first time. Joey Logano had won a race with Team Penske without Shell Pennzoil uh, as the primary sponsor of the car. So that's an interesting fact. Uh, Mike, you're our stats guy. Did you know that? I did not. That one yeah, slipped that, the cracks, I guess. I, I, I actually went. And I, I didn't think anything of it, but I was like, that makes sense. Now look, looking back, I'm like, yeah. When I saw that on Twitter, I actually went to Racing Reference and went through every year he'd been with Penske just to see if that was actually true. Um, and it was. That was that, So that was pretty cool. Uh, Ryan knew that. Uh, <laughs> he said, when I saw our sponsorship this weekend, I thought we had no chance of winning. It's so used to seeing the yellow and red car, the, the Shell Pennzoil in Victory Lane, but... Nonetheless, it's really cool. Uh, Joey Logano, defending champion, he's now been in victory lane in 2023, finally breaking the string of Chevy wins that we had. The Fords were really strong all weekend. Um, Brad Keselowski, I was kind of rooting for him just to see the sixth car get back into victory lane. Um, he was leading there towards the end, and of course, uh, Zach, you actually picked him in, uh, picked this individual. Uh, Corey Joy finished fourth. Uh, I was actually kind of rooting for him there towards the end as well, just to see LaJoy. I was happy with LaJoy's uh, comments at the end of the race, though, because he was like, you know, most people would say fourth is bad. He's like, fourth is great. That was like, we're, we're happy with that. So, um, nonetheless, so, uh, before we get into the, you know, all the yummy details of what happened at Atlanta, uh, what did you guys think of the uh, the cup race as a whole? Zach, we'll start with you. Uh, <clears throat> it wasn't bad. I thought it was solid, right? Like, it was not my favorite race, but, um, you know, I, I think that um, – we ended up getting some good racing there at the end, right? I mean, those last 40 laps, those are incredible. And, uh, you know, two of the best in the sport and Super Speedway is going down and at it. And uh, there's not much more you can ask for, in my opinion. And, you know, a little bit iffy on some of the, you know, like how we kind of got to that racing with the, the mini Super Speedway. But, uh, you know what I mean? It's like uh, going to McDonald's, right? Yeah, you go eat some some beef patty burger and you're not sure if it's beef you're not sure how real the racing is but your eyes see it and it was good yeah it was uh it was a pretty good race um i thought it was uh interesting to have uh i thought it was interesting to have something uh other than a caution fest, which is what we saw in the Xfinity race. Uh, the truck race was was better. 
uh, I thought, uh, the than Xfinity as far as Saturday's races go. Uh, Christian Eckes was able to get a win. Uh, Zach, I got to get your comments on that. He was able to get McAnally Hugelman uh, <laughs> to victory lane. Uh, what were your thoughts on that? Uh, I mean, uh, congratulations to Christian Eckes, right? Uh, there's not much more I want to say about it. I, I feel like this team came out rejuvenated in a different way. Uh, they choose. They chose not to support Derek Kraus in the same way, in my opinion. And um, yeah, I mean, it, I mean, this looks like a brand new team, honestly. It, it really does. And I'm sure Christian Eckes is, is uh, you know, maybe more talented than Derek Kraus. But uh, you know, I think the whole team kind of came out before the better efforts, and maybe there's some more. Sh- and we just lost Zach. We are uh, experiencing some technical difficulties on Zach's end. Um, maybe it was uh, maybe it was the ghosts of uh, McAnally Higgleman racing. Nah, they Ryan. They <laughs> Riley Herbst just cut his internet. Dragged <laughs> <laughs> him down. Speaking of Riley Herbst, Riley Herbst is surprise and, and honestly quite surprisingly has been the uh, the front man of the uh, Stuart Haas Xfinity team I thought Cole Custer was I I mean I thought Cole Custer was primed and ready for like a 10 win Xfinity series season like he was gonna show out and prove that you know prove that he was just ready for anything but I don't know um <laughs> So there's some things as far as Xfinity racing goes that we have to talk about. Um, for well, just a couple. One, one in one in particular, um, Josh Williams uh, in the number ninety two. Um, he was involved in a wreck because Atlanta, Atlanta is Atlanta, uh, a mile and a half super speedway now. Um. He was involved in a in a wreck. Um, they tried to come down pit road and fix the damage with the bear bond. It was too cold. The bear bond didn't stick, and because of that, uh, NASCAR asked him to come back down pit road and fix the damage. Uh, he refused to do so, and they told him to park it, and he did. He did park it. He did, in fact, he did, in fact, park the car. Uh, but he parked it on the start and finish line and gave the old, gave the old deuce, uh, peace out. And uh, he walked back to the, uh, back over the pit wall. And the uh, NASCAR officials tried to get him to go to the Enfield Care Center. Uh, he did not. Uh, he ended up spending the rest of the race eating pizza in the NASCAR hauler. So, uh, listen, I'm always a fan of malicious compliance. Okay. <laughs> that, that is great. Um, so yeah, that was the, you know, that had to be the highlight of the weekend. Josh Williams just got more fans than he's ever gotten in his whole life. Uh, to quote, uh, Tony Stewart, uh, in the Matt Kenseth days of wrecking Joe Logano. So, uh, that I was... add that he's also a born and bred Florida man. <laughs> like that doesn't <laughs> just give it that much more text. Somehow I'm not surprised. <laughs> Good old you know, Charlotte down there. 
You know, I did not know that he was a Florida man, but if I had to guess what state he was <laughs> yeah. from, that's that either Florida been, or Texas. There, say, there's no one two options. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Ryan, that's true. Uh, that was funny. After after he went over the pit wall, Josh Williams uh, made the statement about what they NASCAR Fitz was wanting to go to the Enfield Care Center. Uh, he said, what are they going to do? Find me? I can't afford to pay it. And Denny Hamlin uh, tweeted out and said that he would pay the fine. So, uh, Which is just fantastic. The fact that, that all the other drivers own, are 100% supporting him in this, they're just like, I applaud you. What do you need? Like, I'll help you out, yeah. but don't worry about it. Denny's yeah. fighting his own fight for <laughs> admitting that he wrecked Ross Chastain on purpose and then goes, Hey, this guy got fined for some bull crap. I'll just pay his. Well, we know we know Denny Hamlin is not a uh, not really uh, strapped for cash right now. So, no. um, yeah. multiple and, and revenue streams on uh, on his podcast. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> sorry, not sorry, Ryan. that's a sorry. That's a sorry, not sorry moment. I, I got to uh, look. It's uh, if you want something to think about, uh, Ryan, you can think about in 2018 when Joey Logano won the damn war. That was a that that was one that that hurts a, a true X fan through and through. So, um, nonetheless, but yeah, the that oddly enough, the the winners of these races at Atlanta kind of got the whole thing got overshadowed by uh by the josh josh williams incident very rarely do we have a lower series race just take the cake um the time before that obviously was um the time before that was obviously just uh it's, Ty it's, Gibbs. Facts, it's facts it really is yeah he, he is the <laughs> Um, but I, I think the time before that was Ty Gibbs and Brandon Jones at Martinsville last year. Like that kind of seemed to take the cake. Well, it did until the cup <laughs> race happened. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, it was an interesting, uh, race weekend. The Xfinity race also, uh, had a quite a lot of cautions. Um, well, the Trump race is the two to an extent i mean it was i just you know honestly though and, and i will say this uh my family and i had had gone out to to a family dinner for the majority of the xfinity race um but i was able to watch the truck race through and it didn't feel like it like the truck race ultimately felt like it had more racing uh in it but i don't know all right, Zach is back. We're going to add him to the stream again, and we're going to hope and pray that his audio is fixed we're gonna, and the connection issues are good. Um, Zach, while you're here, uh, tell us a little bit your thoughts on this uh, Josh Williams Xfinity incident because I know you have a lot of things to say about it. Oh, hell yeah. Stick it to the fucking <laughs> man. Straight up. Like, uh, there's not a more this is there hasn't been a more badass moment in the Oscar race since uh, Dale Earnhardt wiped his windshield with the broom. Uh, so, uh, I'm all hail Josh Williams. If uh, Denny Hamlin didn't offer to pay his fine, 
I mean, he put out the GoFundMe. I would have dropped a dropped a coin or two in the bank, you know. Um, I hope NASCAR doesn't suspend him. They they probably will. Um, you know, forget getting out of the car. That's a safety issue, right? Uh, but uh, you know, I kudos to him for sticking the man. You know, hopefully some sponsors are like, hey, like, you know, Antonio Brown retweeted this and stuff. So like, hopefully some sponsors come on and support him uh, and support that team. You know, Mario Gosselin does a really good job. Uh, with a little bit he has, he does a lot with it, um, with Alex LeBay and Josh Williams. I don't know. I know the Chastains, I know Chad Chastain made his debut with them this weekend, and Ross runs, Ross runs with them quite a bit, you know, in the Xfinity Series when he's, you know, eligible to. So hopefully they can kind of make some make some hay off this, you know, and uh, take advantage of the publicity that Josh is getting for him. I know he's on the DBC this weekend, so I'm looking forward to listening to that. But... <sighs> Uh, you know, I mean, I think uh, Denny Hamlin kind of said it best on actions detrimental that he was a victim of the uh, of the race. I think you know that race had a lot of cautions, and uh, I think NASCAR recognized that like this race is like absolutely out of control with cautions and everything else, and so they don't need some, <clears throat> for lack of a better term, mid level driver dropping tape on the track. Um, I think if this was a normal race in a normal situation, he he wouldn't have been parked. But I think he's a victim of the, uh, for lack of a better term, victim of the, victim of the idiots around him. You know, I mean, there's no re- no reason to be having wrecks. When was the first wreck? Lap two, lap three, with uh, Mario Goslin and somebody else. You know, right? Like uh, one of the Emerald Gaze cars. So, like, you know, I just, uh, you kind of hate to see it, right? Yeah, but, for uh, sure. As for uh, Josh, make that money, man. Make that money. Don't pay that fine. Let somebody else pay that fine. Let uh, Daddy Dennis pay it or whoever, you know. Let let the community take care of you, man. Yeah, for sure. Uh, You know, I'm one of those that, I mean, if if it can bring some, uh, you know, some sponsorship around to a a lower, you know, a smaller Xfinity team and, and something like, you know, for for Josh Williams, a driver who doesn't get out there all that much, you know, that's, that's totally, uh, you know, that's, that's totally cool. Um, but nonetheless, we're going to talk a little bit more about the racing itself, uh, at Atlanta, uh, a little bit later in our scuffed up segment, Zach and Dan are going to be, uh, going to be going at it here a little bit later tonight. So be sure to, uh, to stay tuned for that. Uh, the setup man, Mr. Tom Willoughby, he said he thought the first two stages of the cup race looked like a mashup of different activities. It was follow the leader for most of the stages and then racing the last five laps. You know, look, when I was going to lunch in uh, in elementary school, they made us play follow the leader, and I always tried to be the leader. So, you know, um, they wouldn't let us pass anybody. If you pass somebody... Or if you attempted to pass somebody, you went all the way to the back of the line. And I think that's how it went for the majority of this cup race. Um, If you, everybody got strung out in one single file line uh, for the first little bit there. And uh, if you tried to make a pass and it didn't work, you were going all the way to the back. So, uh, which tends to be how, tends to be how like any kind of super speedway racing works nowadays, but. Yeah, I want to say this. I, I know I've been in and out quite a bit on the show, you know, thanks to the Wi-Fi and whatever, right? But I, I'll say this about the cup race. Um, 
you know, in Super Speed Racing in general, it is one of two ways, right? It either is good in the beginning and usually bad at the end, or it is bad in the beginning and good at the end. Um, I think we're pretty far gone from the days of it being an excellent race, you know. Um, you so action happens early and everybody wrecks and then everybody gets timid and they just kind of ride around and that's what we saw in the like the 2021 500 when mcdowell won or um you know you kind of see what you get out of this race everybody's timid the first two stages and then uh, all three uh you know in stage three like you know the back half of stage three all hell breaks loose and um you know, I mean, it wasn't crazy or anything, but I mean, that was really good racing. And uh, I know Brad talked about not wrecking at the end, and I think we should commend the drivers on that, right? Like, they were, there are certainly guys whose cars were getting uh, harder to control. I think we should commend them for that. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, I, like Ryan said, you know, the, the racing for the last 40 laps of the race was really good. I was really glad that we actually got a green flag run to the finish and we didn't have like an overtime, you know, an, an overtime finish in the cup race. And we didn't have anything that was, you know, too crazy. Um, there were a couple times with Brad Kislowski, like going up and down lanes. Like I thought we were going to see something, but it was, it was nice. It really felt like, uh, when you see that kind of racing, especially when it's compared to the Xfinity and the truck series from Saturday, uh, it really makes you feel like when you're watching the cup series, you really are watching the best of the best, or at least that's the way I took it. Um, but nonetheless, uh, Dan, do you have any, uh, overlying thoughts about the, uh, the racing before we get towards, uh, scuffed out a little bit later? No. Um, I mean, obviously, Logano, in my opinion, kind of dominated the race. Well, obviously, he led 140 laps. Um, I, I felt like Ryan Blaney may have had a, an actual faster car. Um, I know he fell back to the back, went a lap down at one point. Um, but I feel like he overall had the fastest car for the day because he, he came back up to the top five pretty quick after getting his lap back. Um, but overall, good race. Um, as far as the last little 40 laps or so, like like Ryan said, um I know a lot of people get bored with the, with the first couple stages of just being single file, but um, I mean, at this day and age, you're, you're just kind of riding around waiting, waiting for that opportunity to get the points. And that's just kind of what NASCAR is built with the stages and the way that the cars are built nowadays. So it's kind of expected. Yeah, that seems to be the way, way it goes in today's, uh, today's world of NASCAR. Uh, but that was our race review segment. We, uh, <laughs> Peyton, Laura Blaney should have won. You know, I, I'm going to be honest. I get to a point where when it comes to these uh, super speedway style tracks, I don't know if there's anybody who necessarily should have won. If anybody should have won other than Lagana, it was Brad Kay. Uh, Brad Kay's last year should have won that, but um, I digress. Uh, yeah, Blaney did go multiple laps down and then come back and, and almost won it. So that was pretty impressive, uh, I will say. But I think uh, overall, uh, Brad Kay and just Logano, I mean, leading 140 laps of a, you know, even if it was just them 
even if it was just them riding around for most of it. But nonetheless, uh, that's our race review segment. We're going to uh, to move on from that, and uh, we've got some uh, news uh, to get through. We've got quite a bit that we've got to delve in from last week. Uh, so we'll get into our scuff story segment. Thank you for that, Zach. And uh, let's start with the big news from last week. We kind of uh, we talked about this last week on the show about this being a. Uh, uh, we talked about it last week with this potentially being an issue. Um, we knew penalties were coming after Phoenix, especially for the Hendrick Motorsports teams, as well as Justin Haley, because of the louvers. We talked about it. All four HMS teams were penalized $100,000 uh, for the crew chief, uh, for the crew chief fines. All crew chiefs were suspended for four races. Uh, and then um, they were also docked 100 points and 10 playoff points. Uh, for all four Hendrick Motorsports teams and the 31 for Colleague Racing uh, with Justin Haley. Um, I mean, it's it's cut and dry. I mean, NASCAR, especially with these single-source parts, I mean, they kind of made it where it's, you know, mess around and find out uh, kind of thing. Uh they did it with RFK last year. They did it with Front Row uh, with Michael McDowell last year. Uh, don't mess around with these single source parts, or you will get a pretty hefty penalty for it. So that's kind of what we're seeing now with uh, with Hendrick Motorsports. Uh, I know before going into Atlanta, Justin Haley was uh, negative. 40 points because we're so early in the season and I'm not sure how many points he actually earned at Atlanta. He may still be in the negative for points. Um, I will check. Uh, it's worth noting that uh, even though the nine team for Hendrick did get penalized, Chase Elliott obviously not penalized because he was not the driver. Josh Berry also not penalized because he did, does not run for points in the Cup Series. So uh, that's worth noting. Justin uh, Haley is negative 25 points still on the season. Wow. So, uh, ouch. Negative 25 points. That's, uh, that's, that's a pretty big hole. I think, I, I mean, obviously for Justin Haley, maybe even for some of the other Hendrick guys, but, um, Certainly for Justin Haley, it's you know it's looking like you if you want a shot at a playoff spot, you got to win uh, to get that. He is fifty-one points behind Travis Pastrana, who's one run one race. Yeah, I'm telling you, I, I mean Chase Elliott's still looking pretty good even after his uh, after his incident. So. I mean, you think if you're, I mean, a maximum point stay for a cup driver is 60 points, and that would be if you won both stages and the race. So, I mean, you know, even if you had a max point stay, it would take more than one race to overcome a 100-point penalty. So, And he also has the negative 10-point uh, playoff points. So, like, even if he just, like, barely skated into the playoffs, he would still start as at negative 10. 
Yeah. <laughs> that's kind of crazy when you yeah. think about it. <laughs> well, it's going to be interesting, especially like, because I assume, obviously, we think, you know, maybe Larson is, you know, I, I think it's safe to say Larson probably gets a win at some point this season. Uh, but let's just say that he only gets one win in the regular season and he only gets like, you know, he still has like negative five playoff points. Like he's still going to be like 16. If in that scenario, he'd still be like 16th on the playoff grid with, you know, everybody else is reset to 2000 points and he's sitting there at like 1995. It would be, it's just, it's just weird to think about. Um, but anyway, man, I really hate that Zach continues to have issues uh, because our next one is one that he, I know he would have had, I know he had a lot to say about it um, <laughs> uh, because Hendrick Motorsports and Justin Haley were not the only ones penalized for their actions uh, at Phoenix. Denny Hamlin was penalized uh for the Ross Chastain incident at Phoenix, he was fined $50,000 and docked 25 points. Um, Denny Hamlin was not originally penalized for this. Uh, what Denny Hamlin was penalized for was going on his podcast, Actions Detrimental, Monday, and uh, admitting to doing it. Um and that's that's kind of where things come in. That was where NASCAR stepped in. There's been multiple viewpoints of this handed down since. Uh, we've had people come in. I know uh, one of the ones that I actually agreed with was Tony Stewart, um, where he said that... Uh, <laughs> Ryan says, like Kyle Busch said, Denny Hamlin just needs to keep his mouth shut about uh, intentionally wrecking Chastain. Yeah. You know... He didn't get fined for wrecking him. He got fined for admitting he did it on purpose. If he'd have just kept his mouth shut, he wouldn't have gotten fined. I think Denny Hamlin, you know, he really needs to go back and watch the days of old uh, Dale Earnhardt because uh, Dale Earnhardt did the same thing uh, that Denny did, and he still admitted it, but he did it very passive-aggressively. So you never could, like, you never could, or like, pinpoint it. It's like, you know, he did it, but he never openly came out and admitted it. And I think that's what Denny did. You know, you would see old clips of Dale Earnhardt. Somebody would wreck Dale Earnhardt one week and they'd come up to him the next week and they'd go, what happened out there? And he'd go, they know what's coming next week. <laughs> mm-hmm. My personal favorite one was the Bristol race where he said, I meant to rattle his cage. I didn't mean to wreck him. You watch yeah. that clip. He meant to wreck him. Like, he just booted him out of the way. You know, since we've already been on that topic today, and I'm sorry, Brian, because I'm bringing it up again, but sometimes <laughs> that doesn't always work because Matt Kenseth swore up and down that a tire went down with this car. <laughs> well, yeah, he, his tire just happened Matt, to blow right as he made contact with Joey Legato as he Matt, hit him. <laughs> Matt Kenseth made no admittance to anything and still got suspended for two races. Yeah, well, that one you kind of can't even. You don't have to admit. Everybody in the world <laughs> knows exactly what happened there. 
Uh, must have had a tire go down or something. That's the, this is the craziest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> I said you can see him turn his car straight into Legato. He wasn't lying his way out that of that. Is, like that's the that's up that that was up there with like the whole uh good old Michael Waltrip race and hey, is your arm itchy? Like, or does yeah. your arm hurt or whatever? He said like. That's just, you, you can't, you say that the half a lap later, the dude spins. You kind of can't talk your way out of that one. It had to be one of those. Cause you know, NASCAR is like NASCAR is like monitoring their scanners. It's gotta be like, why is he talking about his arm? <laughs> like, that's, and then spin. And yeah. they're just like, Oh, that'd be why. Okay. Well, we're going, we're going to find him for that one. <laughs> oh, nonetheless. We're going to kill the whole team. Uh, it's worth noting that uh, Denny Hamlin and Hendrick Motorsports uh, will appeal, uh, are set to appeal their uh, respective penalties. Uh, Justin Haley and colleague is not going to appeal their penalty, uh, I don't believe. Um, I thought everybody was. Dan, you may be you you may be right on that. I'll I don't know because it. uh, it's because it's the same. Will, I believe like colleague and Hendrick are basically kind of appealing it together saying that it was the part that they got from the manufacturer not altered by them. You know, it wouldn't surprise me if uh, if Justin Haley were, was, uh, if the 31 of Kali, they're like, look, you're the only ones who's negative in points right now. So, you know, we kind of need the points if you're the 31 of Haley's team. Yeah. Kali is appealing the penalty. Okay. Okay. So I, everyone, I thought everybody who was penalized yeah. was appealing. So everybody's appealing. Uh, so uh, we will see in the coming weeks. Shouldn't take uh, too long. Hopefully, a, at most two weeks uh, before we get news back on that. Um, <clears throat> nonetheless, uh, a little bit more news. A little bit more uh, more current news. Uh, Quaker State uh, is going to sponsor Trackhouse Racing. They will serve as the primary sponsor for Daniel Suarez's number 99 for two races, uh, the spring race at Richmond and the summer race in Atlanta, which uh, I believe the summer race in Atlanta is sponsored by Quaker State, is it not? The uh, I thought so. Uh, I, I think so, um, which makes it very fitting that they that you know they revealed that at Atlanta. Uh, Ryan says, let those penalties stand. Um, we'll see how, it, I, I think it'll make it interesting. Uh, I think if the penalties do stand, I think it's going to light a fire under Hendrick Motorsports and they're going to be unstoppable for I probably mean, the rest of the year. So. I know. <laughs> That's scary. You know what, what's crazy. And you know, what they've talked about that this on the broadcast, uh, Kyle Larson and William Byron took stock louvers after NASCAR confiscated them and still dominated the race at Phoenix. Like, right. Like it's like, <laughs> can you imagine? It's like, okay, so you weren't cheating and you still dominated. What would have happened if you were cheating? <laughs> so, yeah, nonetheless, um, uh, Kurt Busch and Gunther Steiner, those of you who do not know who he is, he is the Haas uh, team principal for F1. Uh, they will be joining the Fox broadcast for Coda. 
this week. Uh, I know a lot of people I've seen people on social media, super excited that they got him. Uh, I was excited that they got Kurt Busch. I thought it was really cool that, you know, to have him in the Fox booth, but, um, so it'll be really cool. Another announcement, Tony Stewart will join the Fox broadcast for Bristol dirt, Talladega and the Coke 600. Tony Stewart's kind of becoming a, a more or less a mainstay. I mean, obviously he's not, full-time like Mike Joy and Clint Boyer, but, um, you know, he's been there for quite a few races and looks like we're going to have him for a few more this year. Uh, we get to be with Tony Stewart on Easter Sunday. How cool is that for the, for the Bristol dirt race? <clears throat> I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> Ryan Hill says, uh, Hendrick Motorsports can dominate Phoenix in the spring. Let the Fords and Penske dominate Phoenix in the fall. We can't have it two years in a row, Ryan. I, I mean, no, I man. know we, we can't, we, we can't have Joey Logano win two championships in a row. I, I know that you want that, but we, we just can't, we can't have that. Um, <laughs> I know Ryan, Ryan would, uh, beg to differ on that. Um, Speaking of Tony Stewart, a Stewart Haas racing announcement. This one's really cool. Uh, Mike, I see the background that, that you have. Really cool. Kevin Harvick in his final season uh, will not be running the four car at the all-star race in North Wilkesboro. He will be running the number 29. Uh, he will be running for, uh, it'll still be a Stewart Haas racing four, but it's going to be an ode to his first win, which was at Atlanta. Uh, obviously we remember his first win, a tribute to Dale, uh, but he's going to run the 29 at North Wilkesboro, a very fitting, uh, fitting paint scheme for him in the all-star race. Um, Mama Seeger, she's, uh, tuning in. She says she thinks Tony Stewart's great in the booth. I agree. I think, uh, I think Tony has been really good. Uh, I think having, uh, I think Tony, having Tony, uh, in the booth is I expected he and Clint Boyer together to be a lot more like chaotic than they are, but they actually provide like really good commentary mm -hmm. to, to the racing. Uh, Zach Bell, even though he's not on the, uh, he's not on the broadcast with us at the moment, but, uh, um, but he's in the comments. So he's always here with us. <clears throat> yeah. I, I feel like the, it <laughs> feels like Fox's guest hosts have been the highlights of their broadcast. I like Clint Boyer and Mike Joy. I know some people have had comments about Mike Joy in the last couple weeks, but I've enjoyed it. I think it's been a, I think it's been a fun one. Um, have we noticed it's been like a uh, Stuart Hall's reunion? You've had Danica, Tony, Clint. Now you got Kurt coming. I mean, <laughs> it's kind of just a a uh, a reunion for all the Stuart Hall's guys. Are are you uh, are we saying you know maybe a uh, Ryan, Ryan Newman maybe? I wouldn't be opposed. I mean, Kurt Busch is is coming into the the booth this week. I mean, he's former SHR. Yeah. See, back to Harvick running the twenty nine. I tell you what, that that promo video for it, I nearly teared up, and that gave me some goosebumps. Yeah, if you Which haven't one, seen the, because there's there's two of them out. Uh, I think it was the first one that they released. He's reading the, the one letter. where he's sitting there reading the letter. Yeah. yeah. Oh, listen, and writing uh, it and signs it. I, yeah, <laughs> I was like, I was on the verge of crying because that was incredible. 
Yeah, if you if you haven't seen that, be sure to check it out because it's really special. Um, really cool to see Kevin Harvick uh, go out. I haven't, you know, this is one thing that uh, Smoke should full time. He's too busy drag racing to go full time. Like, I love the sentiment. I think Tony Stewart would be great in the booth full time, but he's with everything that he's drag racing, dirt racing. I know he's the SRX will start back up here in the summer, but yeah, he's Tony Stewart. He's Plus, the king is, of multitasking. Is it Harvick going to Fox next season? He is, yeah. Fox and Stuart He's... Haas must have some kind of deal together because you got Gunther again this weekend. Like, <laughs> there's got to be something going on we don't know about. Hey, maybe so. I mean, I think they Dan's got, on to something. There. I mean, they got Clint Boyer full time, so I mean, he came out of Stuart Haas. So we're gonna have Boyer and Harvick next week or next year. That's gonna be something. It seems to be even uh, for like I know the. Uh, the Xfinity series, they do like the driver broadcasts uh, on Vice. It seems to be like a lot of Ford heavy drivers. Uh, I know Austin Dillon and Daniel Suarez, they do it on occasion, but uh, Ryan Blaney does it a lot. Joey Logano, Kevin Harvick, um, even Austin Sender. Austin Sendrick's done a lot of ARCA this year mm -hmm. uh, in the booth, but. <laughs> <laughs> ready for chase briscoe in the booth in 2040 that's what it's going to be it's going to be in 2040 it's going to be clint boyer kevin harvick and chase briscoe they're going to be the long-standing uh the long-standing can you imagine like though this would not have happened if jeff gordon did not go back to being the team president of of hendrick yeah logano is in the booth for xfinity quite often i think logano is a is a good one for the booth i in xfinity he has a lot of great insight um uh, he and harvick uh did one recently and and they were they were really good together um one last piece of news here before we move on uh the nashville fair board uh for those of you who have been keeping up with uh the nashville fairground speedway uh, the Nashville Fair Board voted three to two to renovate and operate the fairground speedway. So for those of you who are fans, we are one step closer to getting the fairgrounds back onto the schedule. Now, uh, this proposal must go to and be approved by the Metro Council. Um, so there's still some steps that have to be done. Mama Seeger's excited. She grew up, for those of you who don't know a little Mama Seeger tidbit, she grew up around the Nashville area. Uh, and you know, so she's, she knows all about the, the fairgrounds, uh, that area and that speedway, uh, we're one step closer to getting it back on the schedule. So, uh, it must be approved by the, uh, by the Metro council, but really cool. I know it, it has faced some resistance, but you know, we're glad to have it. We're glad to have it uh, back on the schedule. That is all the news that we have for you this evening. And uh, I got to say, uh, Dan, it was supposed to be you and Zach for Scuffed Up. But uh, sometimes when you, uh, sometimes as we uh, say for a, for a stick and ball sport like football, um, sometimes you have to call an audible. Uh, so tonight... Uh, Mike, you're going to play as our as our judge here tonight, and we are going to uh, get scuffed up 
uh, it's going to be. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I thought you. I thought you were about to a, say I was playing the role Zach was. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa! I am not prepared for this. No, no, no. <laughs> Mike's no like, I don't even have an argument. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with Dan. That's the. <laughs> no, I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna throw myself into the lion's den with with Dan. I, I haven't argued with Dan before, so uh, so this will be an interesting debate with with he and I. Mike, you're gonna play the role of the judge here. Um, Zach, uh, watching on the sidelines, uh, you can, uh, and Zach, I have no doubt that you will argue with him in the comments. Um, still love you, bud. However, uh. <laughs> um, nonetheless, uh, we're going to get scuffed up and it's going to be, uh, myself and Dan this time. So Mike, we're going to take you off the screen. We'll see you here in a little bit, buddy. And uh, Zach, are you ever not scuffed up? Are you? Uh, <laughs> are you like? Is there ever a time where you don't? <laughs> well, that's but uh, that's true, Peyton. We have all I... argued with Dan. That's behind the scenes, though. That's uh. But, but you all still love me, Peyton. You all still love me. Regrettably, so sometimes, but. <laughs> You know, you are a resident Florida man, but uh, Dan, because I'm such a nice guy, I, I, and more so I have three extra minutes to get my <laughs> argument prepared. Uh, I'm going to let you, uh, I'm going to let you go first. Uh, for a debate topic tonight, I want to go ahead and get that out there. Uh, we've talked about the racing in Atlanta. There's been some, you know, some mixed feelings about the racing at Atlanta uh, with the new configuration, with it being a, the ugly stepsister of, of a super speedway. Um, my question and my debate for you, Dan is, uh, should Atlanta, uh, or is this the configuration that we should stick with, uh, for Atlanta? Is this configuration of Atlanta, the right configuration? Uh, and with that being said, I'm going to take myself off screen here. Uh, and uh, I'll let you have the floor for a few minutes, sir. All right. First of all, I want to apologize if there's any noise in the background. The bird hasn't quite gone to bed yet, so he's still chirping away. But no, this is not the right configuration. Uh, I understand what they were trying to do. They want to bring the excitement of the super speedways to a smaller scale at Atlanta. Uh, this is probably something they were going to try to do for Texas and Vegas and all the other mile and a half tracks later on down the road. But I think after three races now, it's just not a good fit. Uh, you can't really race three wide. You can't really race, you know, too hard because of how narrow the track is, especially through the corners. The corners are super narrow to be running in packs like they're trying to do. Um, and it's just, it's not a good overall, um, I guess, presentation in my opinion. Um, yeah, the last 40 laps were good, but they had to ride around all day prior to that. Um, <laughs> yes, Mama Seeger, the bird wants to give its two cents as well. Uh, but uh, no, they, they had to run around most of the day, just kind of ride around the pack just to be able to get to the end of the race. Um, I think the Xfinity race was a good example. And if you got two races too early, it was going to have constant issues. And that's why we had as many cautions as we have or we did in that race. Um, it's just not a good fit. Uh, I, th I think the racing at Atlanta was great before they did the repave and the reconfiguration. Um, so that's just, you know, another reason, in my opinion, that this this is just not the, the way to go for this track. Um, I do think that um, the current configuration could work, but
but something has to change, whether it's something with the car or it's something with the track itself. Um, the entering pit road on the, at the entrance of turn three, uh, that's just too much time. The cars are moving too slow through through three and four on the apron. Um, to me, I looked at that as a safety issue and a safety hazard more than anything. Um, but overall, I, I just think that they could do something different, whether it's the package that the car runs itself at the, at the track or if it's changing something with the track itself. I just I don't think this is a good fit for that track. Justin, I know you were trying to prep your your response, sir, but uh, I am I'm going to give you that time and, and give you my extra time as well to give me your argument. Uh, sorry, I just realized I was, I'm muted. I always try to make sure that I'm not, and then somehow it never fails. Um, nonetheless, I had a really, I just had a really good uh, opening argument there, and it, I'm the only one that heard it. So, nonetheless, oh well. <clears throat> uh, Dan, what I was saying though was the bird behind you was already telling you you're wrong. You, I mean, you, you can't. Uh, <laughs> um, that was, that was part of it. Mama Seeger. I was telling him, I was saying the bird was already, uh, the bird was already telling him he was wrong anyway. Um, I'm, I don't totally disagree with you about the old Atlanta. Uh, I enjoyed the racing of old Atlanta, but, uh, uh, however, <laughs> I've already got the, I've already got the support of the people. I know how it feels to be Zach. Zach always has Ryan on his side and, and I'm really getting that love right now. Maybe it's because I'm in the position that Zach was supposed to be in. Uh, so I have to do Zach right here. Um, look, I get it. Atlanta is, is there's still some kinks that have to be worked out, but look, I'm the one that's still, I might be the only person that still supports Bristol dirt. And <laughs> look, so if I can support Bristol Dirt, then I can support Atlanta in this new configuration because bottom line is this is what the fans wanted. Uh, while you and I, Dan, we may have liked the racing at old Atlanta, but the fan base as a whole did not, um, and they wanted it to be changed. Now, I'm not going to say that uh, – I'm not going to say that necessarily the fans were asking for NASCAR to put Atlanta into reconfigure it into a super speedway um, at a mile and a half, but they want change. They want, I mean, the fan base, they want more short tracks. They want more road courses. They want more action. And uh, I, I think that <clears throat> I think, man, I've got the comments on my side tonight. Um, I'm going to see how far I can push this here in a little bit, but uh, <laughs> um, nonetheless, um, I'm going to get done with my argument first. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, this is what the fans wanted. They, they want more action on the track. Um, you, you know, you talk about the single file racing for stage one and two. That's what Daytona and Talladega is now. Uh, we don't see anybody trying to, you know, advocating to swap those up. Um, I certainly hope not anyway. Um, I mean, it is what it is. This is the modern era of NASCAR. Um, 
<clears throat> Brian says, as long as I drop the Kenseth Wrecking Logano, I got. And well, you know what? I can. I, I've made my two cents about Kenseth Wrecking Logano uh, uh, for this uh, anyway. And you know, when you look at the uh, the stats, uh, especially for the Cup races last year, uh, as far as like cautions go, the Atlanta races were actually relatively tame. Um, obviously it's what you expect from like a super speedway. Uh, the summer Atlanta race <clears throat> was tied for fourth most cautions, but I mean, only 64 caution laps and the, uh, the spring Atlanta race was, I mean, down tied for seventh. Um, so, I mean, it was up there with other races, the coach 600, had the most uh, cautions last year. Uh, Texas in the fall had the second most. Bristol Dirt third, and even Dover uh, had the same amount of cautions as the summer Atlanta race. So I mean, yeah, but are yeah. we saying that Texas is a good track compared to Atlanta? I mean, come on. I mean, for well, no, we're not. Talking. <laughs> I'm sorry, you know. Well, I just lost Zach on. <laughs> As far as my uh, my support system goes, uh, no, I'm not saying that that Texas is necessarily a, a good track. Um, it certainly used to be, but what I think is, you know, I've seen a lot of people, and, and ultimately, I'm not saying you were because you weren't in in your argument. But a lot of people I've seen on social media, they talk about the cautions that we saw uh, in the Xfinity race yesterday. Uh, I get it; it was boring. There were a lot of caution laps uh, and a lot of cautions in the Xfinity race. But, I mean, this is our second year on a, on a reconfiguration of this type. Uh, and I will say this, like I, like I did with Bristol Dirt, uh, you got to let them, uh, and this is where I was going to tie in Bristol Dirt. Uh, the one similarity I can say is you got to work out the kinks. Anytime you try something new, you've got you've to gotta give it time you know, to work out the kinks. And I think that as a long-term option for a fan base that wants action and wants side-by-side -side racing, I think the super speedway version of Atlanta can, can work. Uh, and I think it will work. Um, but Dan, I will, uh, I will, uh, let you, uh, get any, uh, rebuttal that you'd like to put in there. Like I said, it's, it's not that, um, I, I don't think that, I mean, the, the fans, yes, this is what they were asking for, but the track itself is just not built for this type of racing. I mean, you can't really run through wide in the corner. I mean, if you do, you're literally touching fenders pretty much all the way around. Um, I, I, I feel like if they want to pursue making it and keeping it as a super speedway, something has to be adjusted with either the cars, the package that they run or the track itself. It's just, it's to me, the way they had it set up with the entrance to, uh, to pit road on turn three, like it would just, it was too, too much going on uh, in such a small venue. Um, it's like trying to put um, an airport in my backyard. It's just not going to happen. Um, not feasibly anyways. I mean, yeah, I, I got some land, but you're not going to put an airport in my backyard. I mean, it just, it's too much for the amount of space and the amount of uh, area that they have to, to work with. And to me, it just does not, work efficiently i thought in florida you guys just like parachuted into the trees or into the swamp like well well yeah but you got to get off the ground somehow 
Well, you know, that's true. You go to uh, you don't you have lifts to run and jump off of. Uh, you, <laughs> you go to an airport to get into the plane, and then you you know you just parachute into your backyard. That's that's how that works. We just aim uh, for the swimming pool. It gives you more 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 padding. I hear what you're saying, Dan. Uh, I think you know. Again, I think that with this style of racing and this style of fan base, uh, I think the last forty laps of the Cup race proved that you know this style of racing can work and produce great racing. I mean, we saw a great race to the finish at a super at a super speedway style track. Uh, but for the uh, for the sake of time, we're going to bring Mike back in here. And uh, he will uh, let us know who he thinks uh, is the winner of this debate. Uh, Mike, what say you? Okay, so I am a fan of the repave. Okay, I am a fan of that. I hated old Atlanta. It just chewed up tires. We don't don't really need that in the sport too much. I mean, look at Texas. That's all I got to say about that. Um, But... On this particular one, I have to agree with Dan. While I like the repave, the reconfigure is not good. The increased banking and basically making it a 1.5 mile super speedway, it is way too narrow of a track. They either need to figure out a way to widen the track or lower the banking back down. You cannot have these cars running that fast in this little room. Somebody's going to get hurt. Especially with this new car, somebody's going to get hurt. Well, that's a uh, that's a good good take. Uh, I, you know what? I'm going to blame this one on the fact that I only had a few minutes of prep time. Okay. Uh, Any way that I can blame it on Zach, that that'll be a you know I'm I'm always down. Yeah. Yeah. I'll down. take my first victory. It's okay. I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, and with, yeah, with that, Dan gets his uh, his first scuffed up. Uh, victory. Nonetheless, we've got uh, three more races that we have to uh, that we have to preview, and we've got to make picks for. So let's uh, let's get our other Zach into the uh, into the picture here. Hi, um, other Zach. Yeah, our producer. <laughs> wow, our producer, how's Zach. it going? Uh, get our our producer Zach in here. Um. And we've got some picks to make for uh, for Coda Circuit of the Americas. We're going to have uh, we're going to have uh, race picks, trucks, Xfinity, and Cup. All three going to be running at the uh, the American F1 track in Austin, Texas. Um, <clears throat> Zachary Bell, even though he's not on the uh, on the show with us right now, he is going to be sending us his uh, his race picks. Uh, and you guys down in the comment section, uh, tell us what your race picks are for this weekend for all three series. Mike, we're going to uh, start with you since you were our, our judge. What are your race picks for this weekend? Truck, Xfinity, and Cup. Um, Well, I would normally use stats, but saying is how we've only really run two races at this track. That's not a lot to go off of. Uh, for trucks, I'm going to go with Zane Smith. He's the only driver in in the truck series, or I shouldn't say the only driver. He's one of five drivers in the truck series that's been in the top 10 for both races. Um, As far as Xfinity goes, I'm going to go with AJ Allmendinger. He's the only driver in Xfinity that's been 
top five, both both races run. And for um for Cup, I've got to go with Ross Chastain. Same reason. He's the only person that's been well. He's one of two people that's been in the top five both times, but considering Chase Elliott's currently out with a broken leg, I'm going to go with Ross Chastain on that one. Well, I will say uh, Zachary Bell, he's a, uh, he's a fan of your picks, Mike, because two of them are the, uh, are the same. Zach Bell has uh, KF uh, KFB Kyle Busch in the truck series, getting it done. Uh, Xfinity series. He's got AJ Allmendinger and Ross Chastain in cup as well. Um, so good picks there, Dan, you won our debate tonight. So we'll, uh, we'll get your picks, uh, up next. Uh, all right. For trucks, I'm actually going to go with, uh, a guy, a lot of people may not know the name of, but I think after this weekend, they will know the name and he will be a NASCAR truck series winner. And Mr. Kaz Grala running the one for Tricon, uh, Xfinity. Uh, I feel like, um, there's really only one name that you can really pull out of that and, and say, yeah, absolutely. And that's Mr. AJ Allmendinger. I mean, the guy's great on road courses uh, and, and Xfinity. I don't think anybody else can really compete uh, as far as uh, running and winning the, the Xfinity race there. Uh, Cup, to me, that's going to be the one that's a little more of a, um, a toss-up. Uh, I think there's a lot of good potential drivers there. Um, but overall, I'm going to go with... Tyler Reddick. I don't feel like you were very confident in that pick. I, he he's not he's not one of the drivers that I preferably to I prefer to to pull for, but I, I think he's gonna he's gonna have a good run this weekend. Well, that's a that's an interesting pick, uh, producer Zach. What say you for uh, for the racing this weekend? All right, so for trucks, I'm gonna go with Matt Crafton. Uh, for Xfinity, Almondinger. I, I don't. I don't think like Dan is saying. There's no one else you could really pick other than Almondinger. We'll see what you say in a minute, Justin. But uh, for Cup, I'm gonna go with the number nine, Jordan Taylor. He is a IMSA star. I'm a big IMSA fan as well. I'm a Corvette racing fan and a Racers Edge Motorsports Acura fan. And uh, Jordan Taylor gets it done. I think his experience in IMSA is going to be a big payoff once he gets in this car and gets a few laps down. Don't uh don't forget to mention the uh, the Hendrick Motorsports banner uh, behind you. Uh, yes. Jordan Taylor's also running the, the nine for for Hendrick there. Uh, those are good picks though. Uh, I'm going to go for the trucks. I'm gonna pick uh, another veteran. I'm gonna go with Grant Enfinger uh, to get it done um, for Xfinity. Call me crazy. I got to go something different. I got to have someone different than AJ Allmendinger than the rest of you. Um, I'm going to go with John Hunter Nemechek. I think he gets uh, another one. Uh, he ran well at Coda in the trucks. Uh, so I think he can translate that to Xfinity. Uh, and for the cup, Ross Chastain stuck out to me, but uh, there was one other driver. Well, there were two other drivers uh, that Ross Chastain was battling very closely uh, in the Cup Series race last year before he got his first career Cup win. And I'm going to say this time Alex Bowman uh, gets the win at Coda. And uh, Ryan Hill saying he's hoping that Josh Berry gets it done in Xfinity. I think Josh Berry's a, 
a solid pick. Uh, he's one of those underrated road, road course guys. He's always up in the top five, top ten, uh, but we don't always see him uh, up in the, the winning conversation. Uh, AJ Allmendinger is definitely going to be the guy to beat uh, in Xfinity. But, yeah, so those are our picks for this weekend. And with that, we are bringing our show to a close. We've had everything from technical difficulties to forgetting to mute our mics to Dan being fashionably late. We've just had everything tonight. So uh, <clears throat> it has been uh, one thing for sure. When you tune in to Running on Scuffs, you're going to get a little bit of everything. That's just how it is. Um, good, bad, ugly. It doesn't matter. Um Nonetheless, we appreciate everybody for tuning in. Uh, we're glad that you guys have chosen to uh, to take an hour out of your Monday evening to spend with us. We really appreciate it. And gentlemen, it's always, uh, as always, it's a pleasure to spend an hour of my Monday evenings with you. Be sure to visit all of our socials, our website, uh, and obviously audio versions of this podcast are available at all the places you see below. Um. Yeah, let's get some uh, some closing comments. Dan, uh, do you want to uh, do you want to let the bird do your closing comments, or do you would you like to do them? I mean, it, it's well past his bedtime. He should already be asleep. I'm not sure <laughs> why he's still awake, but he's just in the cage squawking away. Was it probably cold? Uh, honestly, probably because I don't turn the heat on in my house. So, <laughs> but um, no, I, I want to say thank you guys as always for hanging out. Um, it's been a great show. I enjoyed it. Zach, I, I miss you, bud. We'll have to debate again soon. Um, but as always, we'll see you guys next week. Make sure you follow. Where's my finger? There we go. We'll follow us on t- Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Um, I know I don't really tweet a lot, but hey, I'm not a big social media guy personally, but I'm on there. Um, but uh, as always, we'll see you again next week. And let's get some racing this weekend, guys. Yeah, absolutely. Mike, what say you? What are your uh, your closing comments for this evening? It was once again always great to see you folks and join you for another episode. All I all I really gotta say is I'm thankful for my family for supporting me and raise hail, praise Dale. There you go. Producer Zach, Mr. Zach Williams, what are your uh, what are your closing comments for this evening? Oh, uh, I just wanna say thanks for everybody for tuning in. You know, it's been great. It's always great to hang out with you folks. Uh, on Monday nights, you know, and talk about some good racing. I'm really looking forward to this next coming weekend at Coda. You know, we're going to have Jordan Taylor out there. Jimmy Johnson's also running, so that'll be real cool. So uh, looking forward to this week, and I'll see you guys on Monday. Absolutely. We've got a full weekend. Before we go, I'm going to – so for those of you who have followed the the podcasting career of myself and, and Mr. Zachary Bell uh, – when we first started on Dipstick Debates, uh, Zach Bell, he created the signature sign-off, which you guys now see here on Running on Scuffs. Um, you know, and uh, I always wanted to do something like that, uh, but he came up with it first, so I didn't want to steal it from him. But now that Zach's not here, uh, I'm going to do my best impression uh, at the signature sign-off. Uh, as always, I want to thank my parents for supporting my NASCAR addiction. Uh and I want to thank everybody for watching. Uh, we appreciate it very much. And uh, we will see you guys next week uh, for Running on Scuffs.